So as I think I've told you a few times over the last couple of months, one of the silver linings or sort of good side effects of this unique time is having housemates for a change. I'm not used to living with anybody else after the last few years. And all of a sudden, I have these two seminarians right with me here who are living with me all the time. And we've developed a little bit of a pattern, a daily life. And that usually involves each night uh, after dinner watching a show called Foil's War, which I've really come to enjoy and unfortunately only have like five episodes left. We've not binged on it, but we've watched one most nights. And the other night we were watching it and two of the characters who were romantically involved who eventually become married are walking together kind of in this park area and the young lady is talking to the man and he's clearly not engaged. And then finally he kind of like shakes out of it and he goes, I'm sorry, darling, I was a million miles away. And just that phrase, I was a million miles away, really struck me. And especially in meditating on this feast that we celebrate today, because I know all analogies break down, but I think today is essentially the exact opposite of that phrase. I mean, we've all said it at one point or another, right? When you're with someone and they're talking and you are just totally thinking about something else. You may be there physically present, but you're not there. You're a million miles away, or maybe that's not you, but it's somebody that you know, right? I mean, we can all fall into that trap sometimes, but the difference is when you think about the ascension, this isn't Jesus going a million miles away from us. In fact, look at the closing lines of the gospel today. Behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The interesting thing to me is that as we celebrate the ascension, this is a recognition that Jesus isn't just confined to 2,000 years ago in the past, not just to some area in the Middle East, but that he is with us always until the end of the age. And it kind of goes in line with this too. I mean, an interesting mystery about life is the fact that you can have two people in the same place, let's say enjoying like the perfect day at the beach, and they're only a couple yards from each other. Let's say in this age, they're six feet apart from each other, okay? And they're all, they're having exactly the same food and drink. And one of them is essentially in heaven, and one of them is essentially in hell. The one in heaven is loving the fact that he's at the beach. It's beautiful. It's, you know, God's glorious creation. He's so excited to have food and drink in front of him. He loves his family, his wife, his children. He's giving glory to God for the fact that he's getting to enjoy what's there. The other guy can't help but say, oh, I'm so upset that I'm not at this beach rather than this one because this one just doesn't have what my favorite beach has. And this food, uh, it's just not good enough for me. I'd rather have a different brand. It's too warm. It's too cold. It's not what I like. And he's living a double life and, you know, has a mistress on the side or something like that. Like he's always in contact with somebody else. He won't rest in his relationships. And of course, we have mortal sin on our soul when we're, you know, in that sort of wrestle and not with other people, not loving the way we ought to love, not loving our Lord. We can't rest in that relationship. 
even though they may be sitting right next to each other very, very close, they could have a very different experience of right there where they are. And why do I bring that whole just thought process up? It's fascinating to me that we can, we can start to live heaven right here and now. And why is that? Because our Lord has, who descended to us, who became like us in all things but sin, laid down his life for us, died on the cross, and rose from the dead, showed his wounds to the apostles, took those wounds with him into heaven, and remains with us. That's the incredible thing. He will never say to you, I'm sorry, darling, I was a million miles away. No. Jesus is always thinking about you. And the very fact that he is in heaven doesn't mean he's a million miles away, but he's right there to be right within our hearts, not even just merely next to us, but within us. As St. Paul said, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. We can begin to experience heaven on earth right now. And just to sort of go back to the beach example, that's why you can find incredible joyful people in terrible situations throughout history, throughout time. One of my new favorite authors is Cardinal Francis Xavier Nguyen Van Thuan. He was a Vietnamese prisoner in solitary confinement for 13 years. And he wrote some beautiful reflections. One of them, I believe, has been compiled in a book called Road to Hope. That man has so much joy. He is so worth reading. It is so beautiful. And there he was in solitary confinement, in terrible conditions. They had to keep changing his prison guards because he kept converting them, right? And yet, we can have people who are, let's say, tyrants or living, you know, in fancy mansions, have everything they could ever want and are the most miserable, miserable sods you'd ever want to meet, right? Why is that? Because Jesus Christ is not a million miles away. He is close. He's ready to be right there with the human heart, with us always. Whether we're on the front lawn of the church, whether we're confined to home, whether we're in prison, whether we're at the beach, it doesn't matter. His being in heaven isn't his being away. It's his being infinitely close to all of us. The question for us in all of this is are we close to him? And the incredible thing that we think about at the ascension that we meditate upon is it's not just mere physical presence, right? It's not as though a tyrannical government can pull him away from us, even when we're not able to gather for mass. Once again, think back to Cardinal Von Tuan, solitary confinement for 13 years, and yet he stayed close to God who is close to him. My brothers and sisters in Christ, he is with us. He has promised, I am with you just for a little while. No, just, you know, tomorrow at some point, only when you're at master. I am with you always until the end of the age. He is in our midst. The question for us ultimately is, are we with him? As he says to us time and again, I love you. As he said to the apostles, preach and teach all nations to observe all that I have commanded you. When we stay with him in all that we do and say, he's never going to depart from us. The question is, do we ever say to him, I'm sorry, darling, I'm a million miles away. 
The trouble is we do have the freedom to stray. As St. Paul said to the Ephesians, let the eyes of your hearts be enlightened. The trouble is we can darken them. We can close them. We can turn our back on him and enter into a hellish selfishness that's closed in on ourselves. Don't do that. Don't fall into that trap. Don't fall into despair. Realize the fact that today we celebrate the fact that, yes, he has ascended into heaven. But what does that mean? It means that he is with us always until the end of the age. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.